Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. My name is Monsignor Patrick Schumacher. I'm your host for the next uh, couple of hours. we got a good show planned for you as as usual we 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 do work hard and uh karen is here as well karen Salinsky, and father obergewich is here the parochial vicar of the church of corpus christi it's good being with you monsignor we're coming to you live from my office at the church of corpus christi in bismarck and i hope you're all having a good start to your day if not i hope it gets better today by the way is the feast day of saint bruno Saint Bruno was never formally canonized because he, as founder of the Carthusians, would, would have nothing to do with such occasions of a canonization. So Pope Clement X extended this feast to the whole church in 1674. Uh, Saint Bruno was the founder of the Carthusians and he was described as this at his uh, funeral. His face was always joyful, and he was modest of tongue. He led with the authority of a father and the tenderness of a mother. No one found him too proud, but gentle like a lamb. May St. Bruno pray for us as we begin this day, a great, a great example. And, and I, I like the idea that the Carthusians would have nothing of the occasion of a, of a canonization for their founder. And, and so Pope Clement said, well, I'll just extend it to the church anyway. So uh, may St. Bruno pray for us tomorrow, the feast day of Our Lady of the Rosary, October 7th. My first guest is a longtime friend of mine. We had lunch, uh, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Um, maybe last month, a month ago, and I said, you need to come on my show sometime, and he took me up on the offer. Um, and uh, some of the topics we're going to talk about with him are, are very pertinent in our, in, our, in our life of history, not just in North Dakota, but what's going on in our nation. Uh, Perry Schaefer is his name. He's a member of Corpus Christi here, and he is currently the chairman of the North Dakota GOP party. And um, Perry, good morning. Thank you, Monsignor. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you uh, with you. us. Uh, and uh, th we have to um, uh, talk about many things today. Uh, the reason why I, I, I look forward to this interview on, on show day, I like to get up at 5 and have a breakfast and prepare my show. And I, I, I very much look, in, uh, look forward to having you here, Perry Schaefer, because I in the Catholic tradition, um, we call citizenship a virtue, and we call our participation in politics a moral obligation. Uh, you as a faithful Catholic, and as the chairman of the North Dakota uh, Republican Party, uh, you, you blend your faith and your work. We're going we're gonna to talk about that. We're going we're gonna to talk about the duty of citizens. We're going to talk about some local topics. But uh, Perry, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you for that. Uh, obviously, like you said, a member of Corpus Christi uh, now for, I think, 13 years, something of that nature. 
uh, help play some music here a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm married uh, 43 years. I got married when I was 12. <laughs> and uh, I have two uh, growing children. My youngest is 40, believe it or not. And I've got five grandsons, uh, two in Omaha and three here in Bismarck. And uh, very active in business and in politics and in the, uh, in, 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 in the world of being a better Christian man as I move forward in my life. And uh, uh, that's been my, my, uh, my solace moving forward. So try to be a good business leader, a good community leader, and uh, uh, give back from, uh, from whence I'm taking. So that's kind of me in a thimble, I guess. I don't like to talk about myself too much, but uh, that's, 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 that's me. And uh, we do go way back. I, we've known we each do. other for about 22 years, over 20 years. Um, I, I knew you first as a, as a, a practicing Catholic um, and as a, as a businessman. Um, how, how did you get involved with politics, Perry? About the time we, we uh, started uh, being friends. I, I hope I didn't have anything senior. to do with it. <laughs> no, not, not, not really. I was asked uh, early on, uh, uh, I don't know, I, I guess leadership gets, gets seen. Uh, people notice leadership, and they notice people that are, that are in leadership. Uh, and I was asked early on to get involved in the Republican Party and uh, got started in our district, District 31, uh, as treasurer and moved up to be the, the, the chairman of the of the district and over time uh, became the chairman of the entire party in the state of North Dakota with a 75% vote. So um, it's been about 20 years now that I've worked uh, as a lobbyist in the state of North Dakota and as a lobbyist in D.C. So I've been uh, working in the, uh, the political world for a long, long time uh, besides the three businesses that I run. So uh, and the wife and the children and the grandchildren and all the other things that a person does in, in life. So, As chairman of the uh, North Dakota Republican Party, Perry, Perry Schaefer is my first guest here on Real Presence Live. My name is Monsignor Schumacher, and Perry and I um, go way back. Perry, uh, what, what, what would a day entail as, as a, the chairman of the uh, state party? People often ask me as a priest, you know, what, do you, what, what does your day look like? What does your day look like, Perry? Well, every day is full. Uh, I was just talking about that on the way in. With a, I was on a conference call in your parking lot, as a matter of fact, before I came in. My first meeting this morning was at 7.30. My last one tonight is at 6 o'clock. So it's on the hour every hour. Uh, we, we cover 47 districts in the state, um, 47 different chair people. Uh, everybody has their own personality and their own ideas. Uh, and trying to herd cats uh, under the same umbrella gets to be rather time-consuming. Besides uh, uh, being in the, the position of running and uh, managing three companies, so it's very busy, to be very honest with you, and there's just time where a person just has to uh, look to the strength of something other than himself. Um, you invited me to lead the prayer yes. at the uh, uh, State Republican Convention That's right. in April of this year. I think it was April. Yep. And uh, l let me just say that my experience of that was that you're dealing with a lot of different personalities. Uh, where, where did you learn your personal, your people skills? Your, your, your. Um, um, the, it, it requires temperance. It requires moderation. It requires patience. It requires also assertiveness at the right time. That's right. Where'd you learn that? I learned it in business. To be honest, I'm the. Uh, uh, my father actually was a uh, administrator in the school system. Yes, he was. There's ten kids in our family. I'm the oldest son. Uh, I learned how to be a leader early, early, early on, sports and school and what have you, and B 
being my father's oldest son, and, and I learned it in business. Uh, uh, there's no uh, there's no advantage to flying off the handle. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't accomplish anything if you have an agreement or a disagreement and you fly off the handle. Emotions never make for good decisions, mm-hmm. period. So I've learned over time that there's, uh, and I mean this truthfully, there's something, Monsignor, much bigger than me in this conversation. So mm-hmm. you talk about the state the state convention, which was 2,500 people in a room. Mm-hmm. I'm, on the, I'm, I'm on the mic, under the camera, under the lights. Um, I asked the Holy Spirit for guidance. I asked the Holy Spirit for direction. I asked the Holy Spirit for patience and calmness and all the gifts and talents that that He bestows upon us and discernment. To be very frank, and and He's and if you ask, He will give it to you. Uh, so, uh, si- simply put, so that's where I get it. I mean, in my business world, in my wealth management company, in my engineered company, I deal with people uh, uh, all over the world. We have suppliers all over the world. And uh, you learn how to deal with attitudes. You learn how to deal with people that have um, an agenda that are trying to accomplish something that might not be for the benefit of the whole greater good. So you just learn how to deal with yeah. it in a much better way. Uh, I observed you at that um, uh, Republican convention in April, and I can just go up, say my prayer, and I'm done. I sat in the back by Bob Weefald and just watched it all. Um, so it, it, that, that is very, very true. You've always been very tempered. You've, uh, uh, you've always been very uh, measured. You've always been very, um, um, I would say, prudent in how you deal with people and how you deal with situations because there are a lot of different people in any party in a lot of different situations can we talk about the first situation i want to talk about today and and i i, I think uh, we remember the dobbs decision can i can i jump into this real quick sure. and um we we know that on on june 24th uh the supreme court issued their their opinion it's a dobbs decision we call it it overturned roe v wade and um, June 24th, by the way, in our Catholic tradition, was the uh, Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Uh, but usually June 24th is the Nativity of John the Baptist. Uh, it, it was a, that's, you know, the Feast of the Sacred Heart will abrogate the normal feast of St. John the Baptist, who, who of course, was an was a unborn child who uh, leaped in, in Mary's womb. So the, so it, the, the timing was uh, really striking, but it was also striking for me that day to just to, to stand in my kitchen and just to see on, 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 on the, the news banner, uh, Roe Ro versus Wade overturned. I, I, um, I didn't think I'd see that in my lifetime. We, we thought we could. Uh, justices on both sides thought we could. Um, and, you know, it, it just t- turns it back to the state, right? They just simply found that abortion is not um, uh, in, in the Constitution, right in the Constitution, push it back to the states. And so as chairman of our, uh, of, of our Republican Party here in North Dakota, w- what, has, what has your life been like? What changes do you see um, since the, this summer with, with now this issue Back to the states. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think we're grateful. Prayers answered. This is a 50-year prayer, to be honest. And uh, as a as a leader of the party, and and just as a Christian man, uh, we we don't have the right to take a life. Uh, there's uh, uh, absolutely bi- uh, biblical. Uh, there's 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 uh, there's no there's no way that we have the right to do that. And in our state now, uh, uh, looking forward, you have to look backward. 
several years ago, about 13, 14 years ago, uh, legislation was passed to, should this ever happen, the Dobbs Act ever happen, that uh, the state of North Dakota would not accept abortion in our state, which uh, after a period of about 30, 45 days, that law became law of the state of North Dakota. So that's the reason why I'm so happy to be very, very frank with you. Uh, work gets done prior to uh, the actual time frame. We're waiting for God's time to end the Dobbs scenario, that, to end abortion. And because we have an active Republican Party in our state, we were able to look at legislation to put into place uh, within our state that would actually uh, codify, actually, uh, uh, the Dobbs potential uh, Supreme Court ruling, which in our state uh, is good. We don't have that. It, it was uh, nearly um, half a century. Uh, abortion on demand was the law of our land. Um, um, I, I also thought when I looked at that banner, um, that news banner, standing in my kitchen, uh, that that we, we, we have in our wake um, over 60 million babies, about 63 right. million lives. 63 million lives. Um, and, and in those lives, um, you know, I ask, whom have we lost? Well, we, we've certainly lost taxpayers, right? We've lost students and desks. We've lost doctors and we've certainly lost priests we've uh, uh, maybe we've maybe we've lost um, uh, the person that would cure cancer sure uh, I, I mean whom have we wh whom have we lost yeah. and so uh, it, it was for me it was a it, it was a historic day on uh, June 24th 2020 when the court overthrew Roe v Wade but it was also I uh, for me a sad a sad day you know T T.S. Eliot said that uh, the end is where you start from and uh, I, I guess we're, we're we're at the end of something but the start of something new and so when we when we come back uh, Perry Schaefer is my guest we're gonna take a short break if we could just hang you on um, we're gonna talk a, a little bit about what that decision means politically in our state and I have some other issues for you all right Perry Sounds Schaefer good. is my first guest the chairman of the North Dakota Republican Party this is real presence live and we appreciate all of our listeners. Real Presence Radio is listener supported. And so we thank you for all you do. And we hope you're having a good start to the day on this feast day of St. Bruno. I like to talk about Bruno. Never formally canonized. The Carthusians would have none of it. But we're still asking him to pray for us. We'll be back in just one moment. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. 
Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, this is Mark Holcraft. And this is Dr. Joseph Holcraft. You know, Mark, Jesus asks 307 questions in sacred scripture. He has asked 183, of which he only answers three. What's the business with all of this questioning going on in the Bible? Well, Joe, there's a lot there, and we'll be ready to take that on. Tune in to hear about these questions and more on Awaken every second and fourth Wednesday at 7 a.m. Central here on Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. All right, welcome back to the RPR Network. This is Real Presence Live, and my name is Monsignor Schumacher. I'm coming to you live from my office in the Church of Corpus Christi in Bismarck, where I'm pastor. My parochial vicar is here, Father Logan Obergewich. Father, good morning. Good morning, Monsignor. Harry Schaefer is still here, the chairman of the North Dakota Republican Party. We're going to get back to him. Uh, by the way, there's a lot of things going on in October and in, in November and December as we gear up to, to end this calendar year. Remember, and I mentioned it briefly uh, in my homilies, October is fire prevention uh, month. Actually, the week begins on October 9th as fire prevention week. This is actually the 100th fire prevention uh, month in, in our history. It began in 1922 in our country to commemorate the Chicago Fire of 1871. So fire prevention is uh, something on our minds as well as our upcoming banquets. Father, what, what do we have to keep in mind for those? Yeah, so we have some RPR banquets coming up for you, so I'll just throw out some of those dates. So our first one is going to be on November 3rd in Rapid City with Dr. Ralph Martin. And then there's November 10th in Sioux Falls with Dr. Ralph Martin as well. And then in um, November 17th in Aberdeen, we have Teresa Tomio. November 21st in, in Bismarck with Dr. Ralph Martin again. And then in De December 1st in Minot, we have Dr. Ralph Martin. December 6th in Rochester with Steve Ray. And then in 2023, February 6th in Fargo, we have Dr. Ralph Martin. And then March 14th in Duluth with Dr. Ralph Martin. Super. Uh, we, we need the support uh, at our banquets. And uh, thank you for, for all of those. Um, uh, Steve Ray will be on at the uh, top of the hour uh, as, as one of my guests in this show as we come up on 20 minutes past the hour, wherever you are. Perry Schaefer, my first guest. Uh, Perry, thanks for hanging on. I know that you're back-to-back you're, you're -back meetings and conference calls, and uh, this is an important one for us. Um, how, how has... The Dobbs decision, before the break, we spoke about this briefly. H how has the Dobbs decisions uh, made an impact in our state? 
It's a good uh, good impact, to be very honest. We have a very pro-life state. Uh, 80% of the people in our state uh, obviously support pro-life issues. And uh, it's simply, simply preparing for it, uh, like I mentioned earlier, uh, from past legislation uh, has, uh, has brought this day to where we're at today, right? To, to be able to say in our state, we respect life. God is in charge of when people come in and when people go out. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's been a really, really good, uh, good thing for the state of North Dakota. W- w- what percentage of our, of our state leadership is Republican? Uh, all of them. Uh, you look at all of our statewide offices, you look at all of our federal offices, uh, all the way from top to bottom is Republican. Is that good for the party? Is that good for the state? It's good for the party, and it's good for the state, uh, especially for the state, because Republican management of policy moving forward in our state is uh, way better than the, 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 the option of having Democrats run our state. You go back 30 years and look at where we've come from versus where we are today, in our in in our agricultural business, in our in our economy, and how flush our checkbook is, all came from Republican values, no question about it. In the Republican Party, it gets kind of tough sometimes, to be honest, because we have so many attitudes within the state. Uh, being more conservative, less conservative; more Christian, less Christian; bigger, uh, more more liberty, less liberty. Those those kinds of things. When we really sit down and and, and weigh this out, Monsignor, we agree on eighty percent in our state. The approach sometimes gets to be a little, a little bit questionable. Let me bring up a measure. I think sure. it's a measure that uh, I always vote early. Uh, let's talk about term limits. Yeah. And I, I saw the, the, there, there's commercial after commercial for term limits is one of the things that uh, will be, I think, a, a measure. Is mm-hmm. this a measure? Measure one. Yep. Measure one. Um, and uh, they used a Mark Twain quote, um, something like, um, uh, Politicians are like diapers; they need to be changed often. Yeah. I think uh, w- w- is is uh, is are, are term limits um, needed, uh, useful, um, essential in in politics? Because I uh, w- no. one may think they would be. No, no, nope, I don't agree with them at all. I just did an interview on KX12. If you want to see it, I'll, matter of fact, I'll send it to you. Um, term term limits simply handcuff voters. Term limits are saying, Monsignor, you don't have the right. To decide who your legislators are, the, your the, I see that. I, I see. Uh, on the other hand, do we need career politicians? Yeah, but we don't have them. I mean, that's my argument. Do you want the bureaucracy to run the state of North Dakota, which would be people like lobbyists and bureaucrats, or do you want legislators that are elected by the people in their districts to run the to, to run the, the the state? And this isn't about protecting legislators. This is about protecting voters. Bottom line: If you look at term limits, totally wrong idea. We have a a, uh, 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 every a bi a biannual legislature, so we're in we're in we're in in session every other year. So eight years of term limits means four times that you get to be actually in in the process. So so your your um, departure on this in in discussion is that it, it would it would limit me as a voter. That's right. I could no longer vote for this person because they're term limited out, so to speak. That's right. Um, that's very intriguing. Let's talk marijuana. Sure. Um, I guess. Do I have to vote yes on this to get it out of my life? I mean, it, it's no. not. It's not going to go away. It's no. every. We got petitions every single state fair and marijuana, 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 marijuana. We got. We got marijuana again. Vote We're, no. Well, is is keep voting no. <laughs> to tell me. Tell me why. It's a gateway drug. First of all, uh, my daughter is a psychologist in uh, in 
in Omaha, and you talk about uh, a place to start. Uh, marijuana is a place to start. Alcohol is a place to start. As an employer, however, when you look at bringing employees in, in our state of North Dakota, we can't find enough employees to, to get the job done. We just have a lack of people that want to work. And abortion might have had something to do with that. 63 million babies not here. Sure. No, no wonder we can't fill our jobs. Yeah, restaurants are closing. Yeah. But you look at marijuana. Marijuana stays in a, in a person's system seven to ten days after you smoke a joint. Well, you, you, you can find it on a hair follicle sure. after 30 days Sure, is, is for testing. And that's exactly my point. So from a liability standpoint, if I'm an employer sending employees into a, a billion-dollar facility like a power, like a power plant and, and an accident happens, right, you're in a position where someone gets hurt, who do they sue, the employee or, or the employer? Uh, so it's a huge liability problem. Um, for I, I watched Murder Mountain on Netflix. I think it's called Murder Mountain. Mm-hmm. It's a place in California where they grow marijuana. Yep. The, 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 um, um, in fact, I prepared a guy for marriage who's from Murder Mountain, living here now. A- a- anyway, um, the, 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 the marijuana growers do not want it legalized, do they? Because then it's taxed and the government takes it over. Right. Well, what, what happened when they legalized marijuana in California um, w- was shocking to me yep. uh, in that story. Yep. Because of the regulation, the taxes, it became right. more violent, actually. That's right. And in Colorado, same exact thing. I mean, you talk about social injustice. Let's introduce drugs to the to the mix of social injustice. Do you, do you have people working your budgets looking forward? To, what, what would the state bring in on, on marijuana taxes? Um, I don't know the exact number. It would certainly go up. But then you've got to look at the flip side. You've got to look at the spreadsheet. You know, uh, programs are increased. Doctors are increased. Law enforcement. Law enforcement's increased. So psychologists and sociologists sure. are increased. Uh, it, it destroys families. We've, sure. we've we've got enough problem keeping families together the way it is. Uh, what, what, so are, what all other, the way around is bad. What other uh, measures do we have? Come Those are the only two. Two measures. Yep. This is two simple measures. Yep. Um, and um, th- th- let's talk about um, let's talk about early voting and mm-hmm. and mail in ballots. I, I I remember and I I don't post much on my Facebook page. It's usually my dogs, my two Dalmatians. I did post. I I, I received uh, two uh, two absentee ballots in when I voted in 2016. Two ballots, two envelopes, two of everything in one envelope sent to me. And I, I'm sure if I would have sent them both in, I'd I don't know. I mean, obviously, I only voted once, but, you know, like they say in Chicago, right? Vote early and vote often. But um, is, uh, is, is, th- is this um, um, uh, election going to be different? Um, um, you know, President Biden said the pandemic is over. He said that in Michigan. And then the commentators said, well, it's really not over. This is what over, you know. So h- how is this, this going to look different now or, or, or in 24? Yeah. Early, when you do early voting... It's a good thing because you get out in front of it, right? Now, some of the issues that happened within six states in our in our nation had some very big problems with early voting. Uh, you receiving two ballots in one envelope doesn't make any sense to me. I'll actually have to check into that. However, when you when you sign your envelope on the inside and the outside and return it back, you're then recorded as voting. So if you would walk into a precinct uh, and vote or try to vote again, you would be turned away in the state of North Dakota. That's what the law is, and that's the way the process works. Uh, I know you're an honest man, so you only voted once, but if you would have voted twice, one of those, would have, they would have caught up with each other, and your vote would have been canceled out. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have been counted in the state of North Dakota. So, so uh, uh, absentee balloting is good. 
There's a lot of people that simply travel a lot, have homes in different places, businesses in different places. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing. Uh, taking advantage of it and abusing it, of course, is not a good thing, which is something that we uh, we certainly don't don't. There's something promote. about me, uh, I guess, maybe I'm 55. I don't know. I think I like Election Day. I kind of like the lines. Most Republicans do. I, 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 it's this. This is a day we go yeah. and we vote. Yeah. And you know, it's and, and you know, when 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 early when when early voting begins, before even some debates have begun in yeah. states yeah. over uh, congressional races, it just right. doesn't make any sense right. to me. Right. Um, but on the other hand. Um, People have a right to vote, and I guess some convenience in it is, is good. Perry Schaefer, um, I want to have you back sometime. Thanks for coming in. Um, yeah, thanks for having how, me. How, how do we get more young people involved in politics? Um, we simply keep reaching out. Early voting is one way, to be honest. Uh, you mentioned you're 55. 25-year-olds don't, don't want to early vote. They want to vote on their phones. They want to vote in different ways. And so reaching out in those ways makes a lot of sense for us as well. Mm -hmm. That's one way to do it. And um, any final thoughts? Well, I just thank you very much. Uh, uh, this is a good program. It's a good show. Uh, you're a good man for leading this. I think it's important that we get it out there. And I think it's important that people understand that when you're when you're in politics or when you're in business, you still have to you still have to uh, listen to that Holy Spirit inside of you. And pay attention to the guidance and the discernment that you receive from the Holy Spirit, which I do every single morning before I get out of bed. And I think uh, in my life doing that has helped me be a better leader. And in our Catholic tradition, citizenship is a virtue. And participation in That's the right. political life is an obligation. I remember when Pope St. Paul, St. Pope John Paul II was asked if the church is political. He said, if by political you mean how, the, how people treat people. If that's what you mean by political, he said, yes, the church is political. Yep. So we're going to take a break, and I want to thank you, Perry, for um, coming in. All okay. right. We're going to talk with um, David Moser next on Real Presence Live after we take a short break. Don't go anywhere. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. This is Dr. Ryan Sappo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. We appreciate all the support our eye care clinic has received over the past year. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, vision therapy services, contact lenses, and glasses. Lumen Vision is located across the street from Saints Anne and Joachim Parish in South Fargo. We accept a variety of vision and medical insurance plans. To schedule an appointment online, our website is www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. If there is a merciful God, how can he allow such suffering? I'm Father Chris Alar. God took his greatest risk in giving you his greatest gift, free will. He risked that you may choose not to love him and to hurt your neighbor. But even then, God wants to bring a greater good out of evil. There is no worse evil than a creature nailing his creator to a tree. 
Yet God brought a greater good from it, your redemption. God doesn't want you to suffer, but he allows it. Why? Because your suffering can also be redemptive when you share in the cross of Christ. It is not easy, but when you learn how, it changes everything. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. And I want to thank Perry Schaefer for being the first guest on this two-hour segment of Real Presence Live on your local RPR network. And our RPR network is expansive in the United States. Um, and because it's expansive, it's expensive. And we appreciate all of our all of our help in making this this work. It's a nice chunk of the upper Midwest actually. We're on we're on the air right now and um, we're it's kinda neat to be coming to you live from where I work in my office of the Church of Corpus Christi in Bismarck. Father Obergewich is, is here helping out. Father, good morning to you again. Good morning, Monsignor. And Karen Selinski getting us all working, and all I got to do is, I got the easy job, Karen. I just walk in and... Uh, not really. I just sit down and talk. <laughs> we <laughs> appreciate you. Uh, David Moser is my next guest, um, uh, and uh, he's a biker for Christ, and th- this is right up my alley. Uh, David, good morning. Good morning. Um, you know, yesterday I just... Tucked away my FLH RSI, my 04 Harley Davidson Rogue King Custom, and it's a. I, I usually, you know, tuck it uh, early October, cover it, clean it. Had the fluids changed last week, put the battery tender on it, and uh, I said good night. Tell tell uh, tell the spring. Uh, tell us a little yeah, bit about your. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's it's getting to be that time of the year. What do you what do you ride? Uh, I ride. I actually have two bikes. I have a 2005 Deuce Softail, and that was my first bike, and I kind of fell in love with that one. And then uh, the second one I got for more for the wife than me, because the seat's a lot nicer. So it's a uh, it's a Road King. Mm-hmm. So no you got radios, a, no fancy whistles or anything. We like to ride in silence. I, I you know, I have a little windshield. So. I, I, I hear you. You got a bagger, uh, but you also got a soft tail. Actually, my my uh, Road King custom came. I don't. Do you remember that? The first year was '04. It came with those pullback beach bars. I I actually put soft tail bars on that on that bike and uh, just to straighten it out a little more. My brother rides a soft tail. He rides a fat boy, and he rode it up from Dallas this summer. Um, and that has the balanced engine. I got a little more throb on my bagger. Which one do you like best? Well, um, I guess I like the bigger one. It's, it's, uh, it's a nicer ride. The more comfortable for me and the wife. Um, uh, I don't know if we could talk a little bit about my apostolate 
Yeah, we, we're 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 going to get to that. Uh, first, first of all, okay. wh- what what I want to do is I want to remind all of our listeners to watch out for motorcyclists. We're we're hard to yeah, see. Uh, <laughs> we're we're not. We don't we don't cover a lot of space. We're hard to see. Uh, and I always say, you know, the 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 biker you save could be your priest. And so be safe out there. Um, and and also for those who are riding. Uh, take note of road conditions because the leaves on the road uh, can can do a lot of havoc. So I want to talk more about bikes, but David, you want to talk more about the work you're doing. Uh, th- let's get to that. Tell tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into biking, and what what apostolate do you have as a biker for Christ? Well, I always I always uh, wanted to own a bike, and and it just wasn't in the finances while we were raising the kids and stuff, and so. After I had my, I had a head injury here a while back, uh, back in 2012, a farming accident. And uh, uh, after that head injury, I had kind of a radical conversion back to Jesus and his church. And uh, and so, I don't know, I guess the Holy Spirit had put it on my heart that I needed to do more for Christ. And, and uh, so I started my little apostolate called One Biker for Christ. And uh, my symbol is the cross with uh, the Sacred Heart on it, and uh, and then uh, so I I make uh, Catholic T-shirts and I sell them at uh, Holy Family in Fargo, at the Holy Family Bookstore, and then I, I also went to the Thirst Conference last year, and um, and so that's kind of what I do, and then any profit that I make from my T-shirts goes to St. Gianna's. I'm uh, not in this to make any money. I just want to spread the good news, I guess. David Moser, my guest. Uh, David, what what is the biggest uh, misconception people have about us, about bikers? Uh, bi- well, I don't know. Sometimes they think that the bikers are a roughneck crew, you know, and, and some of them probably are, but there's a big majority of bikers that uh God-fearing and, and uh, love to help other people, so... Um, that's kind of the group I align with. <laughs> one one so. of my friends asked me what the difference is between um, uh, a, a a Harley Davidson and a vacuum cleaner, and the the answer he told me <laughs> the answer he told me was the uh, dirt bag placement. <laughs> and uh, so I I, I I said that that's not really that's true. It's it's a good joke though, but uh, yeah, yeah you know kind of funny. <laughs> Uh, there, there are stereotypes for 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 everything. I mean, you know, people have stereotypes about you know priests and 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 uh, doctors and uh, certainly certainly bikers. But um, uh, t- tell me how you how um, being a biker helps you um, stay a faithful Catholic. Oh, um, it. Uh well, I, I don't know about being a biker keeps me be a faithful Catholic, but uh, being in nature, uh, in God's creation, that's the part that I really love. Um, I can, I, I've always been kind of an outdoors type person, and that, that helps me connect with God through creation. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a wonderful way to spend time with your spouse, wonderful time, a way to spend time with friends that are like-minded friends and so I've been trying to grow my little apostolate the best I can. Um, 
it's been slow going, but it's always on God's time, not mine. So, so, so how big? How big is your uh, apostolate, and what's it called? It's called One Biker for Christ, and it's not very big. Just me and my wife, <laughs> and I do have some friends that support me that are in, in that are in my Curcio group. So, so that's uh, that's really been nice too. So I give I give a lot of T-shirts away and and try to spread God's message that way. So how do we how do we get a get a hold of some of the merchandise that you sell uh, as a as a as a one biker in Christ for Christ? How do we get a hold of some of that? Well, you have to uh, either. Uh, I do have a website, but it's, I'm having trouble finding somebody to help me work it out. So um, I uh, uh, my website is onebikerforchrist.com, but. Uh, it's, it's in operate now. And then I also sell them in Fargo's uh, Holy Family Bookstore. And then uh, through conferences and wherever I can fit some time into to go to different Catholic things, mostly. Um, like I said, last year I was at the first conference, and it was, it was kind of a nice, nice time um, there in Bismarck. David Moser is my guest here on Real Presence Live. My name is Monsignor Schumacher, your, your host, and I'm coming to you live from the Church of Corpus Christi, where I'm the pastor. David Moser is a, a biker for Christ, and it's an apostolate that he has. But David, you, you're, you're also uh, very dedicated to RPR, Real Presence Radio. H- how has RPR impacted your life? Oh, my gosh. When I uh, when I started having my reversion back to Christ, I mean I've always been a, a good Catholic, but maybe not a faithful Catholic. I went to church every Sunday, let's put it that way. But uh, listening to Real Presence and some of the talks on there and and uh, Catholic answers and all oh, the things it has done for my heart, it's uh, yeah. So that's why I'm a supporter of Real Presence and, because and of how you- it changes lives. Your reversion, as you called it, back to the faith, uh, came through the hardship of your head injury, you said. Yeah, yep, kind of. Kind of when I woke up, uh, the Lord kind of put some things on my heart that uh, I needed to change. He basically said, I can't walk with one foot on the devil's side and one foot on his side. I'm either all in or all out. So now I'm all in. (laughs) So you, 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 you would say your hardship made you better? Oh, yeah, definitely. Suffering always makes you a better person. Um, look at the cross. I mean, there's your example. What, what advice or encouragement do you, do you have for um, Catholic bikers or, or anybody right now uh, listening uh, to Real Presence Radio? Well, my advice would be for the whole world to come into the church and to go to confession, because if you do a good if you do a good confession, um, I mean, from the depths of your heart, it uh, makes such a wonderful difference. And uh, the grace of God is there in that sacrament. So um, I encourage everyone to go to confession. 
to live a sacramental life, to be active in the life of the church as you are, David. Uh, Teresa, we're going to push this soft break just a bit. What, what upcoming uh, events do you have in, in, in the fall as we, as we get ready to, 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 to put our bikes away maybe, to winterize them as I've, uh, I've done? Are you, do you have any rides coming up, David? Well, no, the rides are pretty much done for this year. Next year, we're planning on doing a ride out to uh, the only approved uh, apparition site of Mary in Wisconsin. Uh, we've been kind of planning that one here a couple of years ago. We did one down to South Dakota and went riding with the bishop down there. They had a, a bishop's run, and, and that was really fun. Got to ride with some deacons and priests, and, mm-hmm. and the bishop himself rode. So bishop, that was Bishop that was Bob really Gruss. Bishop Bob Gruz no, of Rapid uh, City. Uh, not the one that's there now. He's up no. in uh, Saginaw, Michigan now. Yep, Bishop 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 yeah, Bob yep, Gruz. That's who it was. Yep, yep. And right. and uh, so, how do people uh, sign up for your ride to to Wisconsin uh, coming up this summer? Well, they would they would just have to call um, call me on my cell phone number, and I don't mind putting that out there. It's seven zero one three six eight nine nine four seven. And we usually do it uh, the 20th of June, and we go for 10 days. We, uh, we Wherever we stop, we do like a 250-mile run a day. Uh, we kind of like to limit it at that. And yeah. We stop, and then we do a holy hour in the morning at whatever Catholic church we can find that's open, and then we go on our way. Yeah, I, I agree. After 300 miles on my bike, I, I have to get off it. Um, my yeah. brother, my brother's, uh, when my, when my brother rides up from Dallas, so he can put on about 700, 800 a day. Ooh, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just not there yet. So, so this is June 20th. You leave from Fargo, I take it, right? Well, we can, yeah. We usually, we usually leave from home here, but, or Jamestown, that's kind of our, our okay. base there in Jamestown at the Basilica. So that's usually where we meet and, and take off from there. So I could ride out to Jamestown, hook up with you, and then we're, we're awesome. going to, and yeah. then and then we're heading out to Wisconsin. And where where is the apparition site, David? Uh you know I don't off the top of my head I don't know the the, the town right now. I'd have to search it a little bit, but uh, but um, uh, we, we'll get that information out. But but to be uh, in touch with you, it is uh, your number seven zero one three six eight nine nine four seven. That's David Moser. Uh, for that, that um, sounds like a really, really inspirational ride, and and I and I like those. I I, I used to conduct uh, rides, and um, we we went to the Assumption Abbey in Richerton, and we went to um, uh, some some other some other sites. Um, so um, are, are you are you headed to um, to the area of Green Bay then for that? Uh, you know, like I said, I'm not quite sure where it's at. Uh, uh, off the top of my head, I haven't, uh, I haven't sure. looked at it for a while, sure. and I kind of get I, forgetful with my head. <laughs> yeah, um, and Father Obergewitz just reminded me there is a National Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help there. And That's the, the one, yeah. Okay, That's it's, the one, it's, and it's, Our Lady of Good Help. And uh, that, that was uh, 1859 apparition. Um, it's just been formally approved in 2010, and so uh, and I'm a Packer fan, so all the more we could go to Lambeau Field, <laughs> and uh, we could do some shopping. Uh, the gift shop there opened in 1967. 
the year of my birth, and uh, it sounds good. Well, D- David, I want to thank you for being a guest on on Real Presence Radio, and oh, I, my I, pleasure. I wish you I wish you all the best, and you've reminded us of a, of a lot of things how how blessing can come from hardship and how uh, bikers can be good people and uh, how um, uh, all, all that we do uh, should be for the um, greater glory and honor of our of our Lord Jesus and your 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 rallies do that uh, your your rides do that and again this is David Moser on June 20th the ride is be in touch with Real Presence Radio we can get you in touch with him or he freely gave out his cell number 701-368-9947 and I'm sure you'll you'll take even Viking fans on that ride won't you Oh yeah, yeah. So, anybody's welcome. So Father Obergay, uh, which has a chance. Okay, <laughs> I just need to get a bike now. <laughs> no, a texture, I'll a sell you one. Phone call would be awesome. Yeah. yeah, he drives a Subaru. There's no Subaru allowed, <laughs> right, David? <laughs> well, they could follow. Keep a safe okay. distance. You know, it could be a chase vehicle. Okay. <laughs> David, be safe out there and uh, be in touch with us and let us know how your um, how your ride went. Okay, later this summer. Okay. okay. Sounds good. And uh, Viva Cristo Rey. Thank you. And uh, that's David Moser. And he is uh, one biker in Christ, a supporter of RPR. And um, we want to thank him for um, chatting with us today. That was a great chat. We're going to be back in just one moment as we come up on 49 minutes past the hour. We're going to take one short break before our other break at the top of the hour. We'll be back in just one moment. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thank you. My name is Monsignor Schumacher, and it's great to visit with you for these couple of hours on Real Presence Live. Thank you for listening to us. Today we're coming to you live from uh, the city of Bismarck. North Dakota and the Church of Corpus Christi and Father Obergay, which is here, my parochial vicar. You know, Father, visiting with David reminded me how how so many people are, are grateful for Real Presence Radio. And we have that theme coming up in our gospel this weekend. Uh, the story of Jesus healing ten lepers uh, from Luke uh, chapter 17. And, you know, um, 
it, what's unique about this gospel coming up uh, is that this is the this is the one place in the Bible where Jesus is actually thanked f for something he's done for another person. Um, there's only one recorded passage where someone says thank you to Jesus, and uh, that's the one who returned to say to say thank you. One was one was grateful, and you know one of the ways we can express our gratitude for Real Presence Radio is in the support of our banquets coming up. You know that these RPR banquets are, are vital uh, to the life of uh, and the health of Real Presence Radio. And they start on uh, Thursday, uh, November 3rd uh, in, in Rapid City and uh, Thursday, November 10th in Sioux Falls. I know all of these listeners are listening right now. Those listening in Aberdeen, uh, your banquet is November 17th um, 21st of November here in Bismarck with Dr. Ralph Martin. Um, in Minot, December 1st, those listening in Rochester, uh, I'll have Steve Ray on at the top of the hour. He'll be, he'll be there in Rochester on December 6th. And February 6th in Fargo with Dr. Ralph Martin, and then in Duluth as well, March 14th. There are, there are many opportunities to get together as a RPR community, to, to listen to an inspiring speaker, uh, to deepen our faith, and to, to monetarily support what RPR needs. In addition to our prayers, it needs our support when we have to pay our bills. So to, to, um, to attend, uh, just call us, 877-795-0122. Um, sponsorships are available. But uh, please do uh, support and attend um, a banquet near you. Uh, there are many, many opportunities, and these are vital. Uh, and, and also to reconnect as a, as a community in, in the uh, RPR world. And I, I know, Karen, that you're, this, this is one of the things that, that you work on, and I, I know this is one of the things that's really, really exciting in your life are these upcoming banquets. Yes, absolutely. We um, are actually going to Minot, North Dakota, for the first time this year, and that community is very excited um, to have Dr. Ralph Martin there. And, you know, again, we are 100% listener-supported, and just appreciate it if you guys are, if, if our listeners are interested in hosting any tables in any of the areas. Again, you can call our number, 877-795-0122. You can go online at realpresenceradio.com and register for a table host or just come as a guest and you know just appreciate your support to keep us going. There's uh, so much programming that we have uh, that is both local and it is international and um, it's um, it just listening to David Moser speak about his hardship which reactivated him in his faith and now RPR is an important part of, of his faith. Um, it was very, very heartening, and, and he, he expressed his thanks. And I think these RPR banquets are one way that we can, we can do it uh, in our area, yep, Karen. Absolutely. And so um, keep, keep in mind that um, one, of our, one of our obligations of our soul is to be thankful. And we, we actually pray that in our Eucharistic prayer, uh, where we say it is not only our duty but it is our salvation. We pray this to God, that it is, our, it is our duty and it is our salvation to give you thanks. That That's our salvation. 
and a, a, a thankful heart is, is, a, is a healthy heart. And it's a heart that ex exhibits healing and peace. And um, th let's remember that when we hear today's um, uh, RPR show and uh, this weekend's gospel. You're going to be given some homilies on that, Father. The, uh, the Jesus healing the ten lepers. The one instance where someone says thank you to Jesus. Yeah, Solanus Casey actually has this uh, beautiful quote on saying, you know, we're to ask in prayer, but then also to thank God in that moment because it will be answered. So to even thank him before it happens. And so Solanus Casey was a uh, great example of that he was a, you know, a simplex priest. He had a lot of trial in his life. He never was able to hear confessions um, as a priest, but he was a porter, so he was greeting people through many years, and there was a lot of miracles associated with him. But he underwent so many um, trials and sufferings, but he was always grateful. And, and, and we have to be grateful, not, not just in the good times, but you're right, the bad. The, this attitude of gratitude is, is also found in hardship, like, like David Moser would, would, would attest to, that this hardship made him better. And I, I remember, you know, I prepared over 900 people to die. And I've had almost a thousand funerals as a as a parish priest, and and I remember one woman telling me before she died that she was she was thankful for her gift of cancer. She said it it made me it made me the person that I needed to be uh, before I would die, and that that was just that just brought all kinds of conversion in in me uh, t talking to her about how she she spoke of her cancer as a gift, which 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 made her which made her appreciate what she didn't. It, it made her thankful for what she took for granted. And, and it, it made her the person she needed to be before she died. And it was just uh, powerful uh, to, to, you know, it's easy to be thankful when, when things are going well. But remember, it is St. Mother Teresa who told us that we are to be, we are to see everything in our life as a gift. Good, uh, the bad, the challenging, and um, I'm looking forward to uh, hearing what you have to say this weekend, Father Obergewitch, here at Corpus Christi. I'll tune in. We continue to live stream every single Mass, even our daily Masses. You're really popular. Tell me about the golf tournament. Father Obergewitch, uh, here in the Diocese of Bismarck, uh, the bishops keep assigning these tremendous golfers to me, Karen. I know. Uh, fa Father Grafsgaard, Father Dosh, Father Obery, they, they hit the ball over 300 yards. Um, you, you're, you were with the St. Mary's High School team at State? Yeah, just as you mentioned that, I, I was truly grateful to go to the Class A State Golf for the girls this year. St. Mary's made it, and I was able to just go take along and... I was grateful because we had outstanding weather for the tournament. It was Monday and Tuesday. It was 60 degrees, sunny, 5 to 10 mile an hour winds. Nice. It could have been, yep. you know, sleeting on us sure. at this time of year, but it was just an outstanding tournament. And uh, that's, that's a lifelong memory uh, for these girls. And I, I, do, I do also remind young people that, you know, golf, golf is a sport you can play all your life. You can't play football all your life or wrestle or run track. Uh, so play more golf, everybody. And with the priests living with me, 
I, I, I have no choice. I offer to drive the cart, <laughs> but they, they insist I take part, and then I, I ruin their game. But they're, they're very, very kind. We're going to be back. I got Steve Ray coming up on the top of the hour. I, I interview Steve Ray often, and uh, we're looking forward to his book on Genesis, an update on that. We hope you're having a good start to your day. We'll be back in just one moment. <laughs> 